Today on Gamerhead Radio, while we talk about games on the go, Charlie's Get Up and Go got up and went. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Hello, welcome to Gamerhead Radio, episode 166, live in this brand spanking new format we've only been doing for three weeks. I am Jonathan Santiago, a.k.a. Fallon Flynn. Morbius for villains, come on! I am Charlie Technotronicorn Worthley. Candy Mountain, Charlie. And goat is goat. And goat is silent. <laughs> goat, I think immediately upon starting the stream, goat's internet crashed is what I think. Oh, yeah, look, he is, he is... No, he's, no, his eyes are moving. His eyes are he's, moving. he's looking around. We got no audio from Goat. Um, Goat. Well, until here, since he can't talk right now, I'll go ahead and do Goat's part for him. Um, I'm, maybe I'm wearing pants. Maybe I'm not. You guys can't tell because you can't see below the desk. You don't want to see below the desk. That's a spoiler <laughs> alert. So um, while Goat's getting his audio straightened out, uh, Charlie, why don't you tell the nice people uh, why your surroundings look back. a lot like a hotel room? Oh, yeah, well, Yay. Goat's back. Hi, Goat. <laughs> That's fucking weird. You turned it on, and we went live, and my interface went, no. <laughs> I turned off and turned it back on, and it was, everything's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so, so you might notice um, the scenery behind me um, yes. is, uh, is, is not, uh, not, not what it usually is. That's because I'm currently in a hotel. Yes, yeah, Michelle, you're on camera. She just hit the floor like she was being shot at. <laughs> um, um, like, is she like, doing literally, crawling right now? No, like, literally, she's... Like... <laughs> uh, radio killed her dad, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I'm... I'm uh, I am uh, as as mentioned previously. Um, I am um, I am not at home. I am currently in uh, in uh, the University Place Hotel in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> Hang on, Michelle, say hi. Oh, hey. <laughs> it's my one of my favorite oh, things. Ever uh, uh, and uh, yeah, showing up is worth it. Um, so no, um, yeah. So um, I am I am currently on uh, the first vacation I've had in like. Two maybe three years, and no, my pony cons don't count. Those are working vacations. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, um, I can understand. Yeah, that a lot of times. Aren't villains, you working a pony con? Um, n- next weekend. Um, yeah, this this weekend I'm just traveling and enjoying myself. And um, so so for the oh. for the well here actually I, I've I've got a map up to show you, um, where uh, what I've been doing. Um, so this is this is oh, my wow. trip. Um, Charlie so, just uh, carved out his own state right there. Look at that. Those <laughs> And um, and uh, yeah, so so on uh, on Saturday morning, um, bright and early, we left uh, Chicagoland, traveled across. Um, we stayed in uh in uh this this map is not entirely accurate. This not map isn't accurate at all to what actually happened. Um, but uh, we ended up staying um in a hotel um uh, like in the middle of like it was like it was Nebraska, right? Like that place we stayed in was in Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, we found like a like a like a like America like America budget in like a fifty dollar motel like in uh like the, the kind of place like when you're watching like CSA Miami where like the the, the hooker got shot that's the kind of place where we stayed. Yeah, yeah. Very, very um, and uh, so so we stayed there on Saturday night, Sunday night. Um, 
uh, and that's because we were behind schedule. We were supposed to be in in Denver, did not happen, Um, and uh, so we were behind schedule. And then so on Sunday we were so behind schedule we didn't stay anywhere. We we took three hour shifts driving back and forth. Um, One of us sleeping in the back of the car because we had carved out enough space so that somebody could actually lie down in the back, and. and uh, so, uh, and took turns driving for three hours, literally through the entire night, so that we could get to Portland um, by today for um, uh, for our slothing adventure, which is exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> we uh, we 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 had an appointment to um, to visit the um, a, a sloth sanctuary out here, um, Ooh, where uh, we actually delightful. got to we, we actually got to play with and feed uh, like a, a room full of like ten sloths. It was uh, I I sound ridiculous when I say this, but it was magical. Um, and um, so, but tonight we were supposed to be up in Vancouver. Did not happen. I'm two. I am uh, six hours away from Vancouver, and there are all the breweries in the world in Portland. If you don't know this about Portland, um, Portland has the highest per capita ratio of breweries to uh, to human beings out of anywhere in the United States, maybe even the world. Um, uh, Duchette's Brewery is here. One of Rogue's brew houses is here. Um, uh, Gigantic is here. Cascade, who is uh, based out of Florida, has a barrel room here. Um, there. Are, um, uh, t- uh, t- and there's a bunch of local places. Fathead, Ten Barrels. There's so many like world class breweries like, here. It's Michelle's ridiculous. in the background. Just like, yeah. <laughs> she, she, and Charlie, yeah. Charlie, yeah. Yeah, yeah, your people are there. You will fit right in. It is also the hipster capital of the world. Uh, you know what? I um, I'm I'm not even gonna argue that anymore. That's fine. <laughs> um, but uh, um, but uh, but but yeah. So so we've decided to just uh, cut our losses because we don't want to be driving anymore. We've done enough of that. And um, so uh, so we're 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 gonna stay here in Portland tonight as as opposed to trying to kill ourselves to get up to Vancouver by like 3 a.m. in the morning because who wants to do that? Hey. And uh, and uh, quick stop um, for you while you're in town. Uh huh. In Portland. Cro- yeah, ground controls in town. It's a, a barcade. Ground control barcade here in Portland. Yep. If we if we see yep. it, we need to check it out. Uh, <laughs> done. There was a super cool barcade, by the way, in Omaha that I wish we had time to check out, but uh, we did not. Um, Excellent. Uh, they're really coming up everywhere. But uh, but but yeah. Yep. So um so so that's why I'm here, and that's also um because as you may have gotten the sense of hearing me attempt to put words together into intelligible sentences and. Uh, <laughs> explain the last you know few days of my life um i'm a bit frazzled and not really here right now and so um um um, so, so yeah, I, I wanted to make sh- I wanted to make sure that I at least got to um, pop in on the show and say hi to everybody, kind of give an update and everything. Um, we, we never came up with a, with a name for my uh, my 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 Technotronicorn away segment or whatever. Like, we, we, I, I, we I were... think this version should be Technotronicorn can't tour. Yeah, <laughs> Technotronicorn is new at touring. Yeah, yeah. Is, uh, is is apparently what it is. That's true. We'll come up um, with a name for you unless yeah. the listeners want to. Uh, listeners yeah. and viewers want to come up with a name for Charlie's away segment. Goats is uh, goats is a goat remote, and when I'm out of town, we call it the Flynn afar. And um, and then we need to name one for Charlie because he's he's out of town so seldom when we do the live shows that uh, he's not. roaming roaming unicorn. I don't know what. I, I, <laughs> I, I have no good answers here, um, but you can uh, be the traveling technicorn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that, there you go. There's your alliteration. The traveling Tra- Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So um, so just real quick, uh, what what have you guys been doing this week? Go. I was in Minneapolis dealing with um, villainy all weekend yes. and, and a mini. What an odd juxtaposition of things. This was the first Via Thrillin show that I have missed. I've only missed, to be clear, 15. In 15 years I've been doing this with my brother, and I have missed. Uh, this is the third show I've ever missed in our entire career. 
um, you know, for reasons I don't want to get into on the show, had nothing to do with the band. It was all. What, what is that? Out of like five or six shows you've missed, you've missed. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah totally. I've only, I've only missed like three out of like you know five, maybe hundred shows. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's it's it was hard and it's weird because Goat was out of town, you know, slinging gear for us and stage managing for us, and then Jr. Our stage manager wasn't there for this one, so Goat was. Goat was the top barnyard animal in charge all weekend, yeah. um, you know, making shit happen. So Goat was at a show that I didn't fucking play. It's the I, <laughs> Goat, how was my show? It was decent, yeah. It was very good. <laughs> it makes me say, you're supposed to say it was terrible. John wasn't there. The whole thing fell apart at the scene. No, I only noticed you weren't there for like three songs. Um, yeah, I mean, it was all right. I mean, it's nice to have a guitarist, but yeah, I got through it. You want to drink, Goat? <laughs> Anyway, so um, so yeah, my my week was comprised of mostly just being bummed out that I couldn't be at my own fucking show, um, which is just such an oddity and a rarity for me. Um, other than that, shit that is so fucking boring, you guys aren't gonna want to hear about it. So I will uh, I will spare you the details and uh, you know call it a day. Um, so uh, so I I am attempting currently to scroll back in time to find uh to find the the release log from yesterday so at least I can I can you know do address, your part address, address my one duty that uh, <laughs> that I, that I was uh, I would normally have on the show but I, I as I'm scrolling here um I did want to mention that uh, here we go uh, but I did want to mention apparently it was ten years ago today that Square announced um Final Fantasy uh 15. That um, is absolutely true. That was number five for the news stories this week, Charlie. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> It's okay. We'll get into it. Um, I, um, we'll, since Charlie, sorry, only... it, it, it just seemed to fit in fit in with the with with the releases and the lack of release of that game. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Since Charlie is doing just doing a cameo this week from the road, um, then he's 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 participating from the future portion of the show by reading you your uh, your 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 number. Uh, actually, wait, wait. Yeah, your number five story. So, um, you know, more on that in a few minutes. <laughs> Um, but uh, but but th- but this week in video games, oh, we do have on Monday, May 9th, uh, Stellaris is coming out for the PC. Uh, Tuesday, May 10th, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End is finally getting its release on the PS4, as well as Battle Worlds Chronos is coming out for the PS4 and the Xbox One. Uh, Friday, May 13th, the Friday release, Doom is coming out on a Friday the 13th, because of course it is. Um, it's coming Makes out for sense. the PS4. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it would be wrong if they did anything different. Yeah. Um, it was actually ready three months ago. They were just waiting for a Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, it's coming out for the PS. Yeah, it's coming out for the PS4, the Xbox One, and the PC. Disney Art Academy is also coming out on the 3DS. Quite possibly uh, the two most opposite games that have ever come out on the same day. And uh, Grand Prix Rock and Roll Racing is also coming out for the Xbox One. Looking into the future, Tuesday, May 17th, Homefront: The Revolution, um, hopefully better than the first iteration of that series, is coming out for the PC, the PS4, and the Xbox One. Valkyria Chronicles Remastered is coming out for the PS4. Life Goes On, Done to Death is coming out on the PS4. Uh, <laughs> wow, that title and uh, Shadow of the Beast is coming out on the PS4 um, so aside from Uncharted which is probably everybody are you guys looking forward to anything on this particular uh, release log Uncharted that's it I mean yeah. I mean and I'm hearing nothing but amazing things across the board for it so um, you know regardless of what anybody might might think about the previous entries in the series directed by a different person uh, different people rather I should say and everybody's saying that it is a benchmark in uh in graphical uh, presentation and uh, some some decent storytelling. So, 
All right. Um, yes, my uh, my copy will be waiting for me on my desk at work as soon as I return um, to it. So yes, uh, uh, briefly then before I go, real quick, and these guys talk about what we've been playing because we know I haven't played a goddamn thing. <laughs> um, um, uh, uh, next week I will also uh, hopefully we will be able to do something resembling. Um, a, a normal uh, normal recording where I will hopefully be able to be there for the whole thing. I will honestly say probably not with the way that this week has been going. I'm, I'm, I'm aiming low to hopefully be surprised if I'm able to actually pull it off. But um, um, but yeah, so next week I, I may or may not be here because I will be at Everfree Northwest, uh, PonyCon in Seattle, Washington. Um, if you're in the area, please come out and say hi and yell at me for missing Gamerhead. And um, um, yeah, but aside from that, um, I am going to let these gentlemen continue to uh, to to entertain you all for the rest of uh, the duration of this episode, while I go introduce myself to this pillow that's right over here. Because <laughs> you can um, collapse onto the floor in a pile right next to your uh, wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Um, I'm glad I was able to just come in and say hi um, to everybody else. Chavezen um, and um, and uh, yeah, uh, talk to you guys all later. Godspeed, Charlie Worthley. Be safe <laughs> on your travels. See you guys. Yep. Okay, so now comes the portion of the evening where Charlie has has turned the show over to us. That poor so man here's the has, funny part. Oh, here it is. I can't leave the call because it will stop the broadcast. Oh, this is fun. <laughs> so Charlie is just going to sit here. So, uh, so I, actually, I'm just I'm just going to mute. I'm just going to mute my mic and I'm going to turn off my uh, my uh, my camera. And so this uh, disembodied gamer head head will be just be hanging out in the bottom corner while these guys go on with their business. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> what you're going to witness this evening is Charlie uh, uh, mistakenly forgetting to do those things, and then when the nookie happens later, it's going to be broadcast <laughs> all over the internet. And you're going to you're going to you're going to see the technotronicorns technotronicorn. You know, oh, oh. No, none of that. None and, of that. And no longer will I be the reason this show is explicit. It's true. It's true. Um, Charlie, you're a little red in the cheeks, man. Well, yeah, I'm throwing my camera off now. You guys have a good show. Yep. Good night, sir. Um, so, um, Goat, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, talk about what we played this week. Did oh, you wow. have any time to get into anything? To do any uh, any game? Oh yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. I had plenty of time because it was just a performance. <laughs> so I went to work Saturday night. Oh, so I had tons of time. So what you're saying is is that you got to take a trip to Minneapolis and uh, just play video games uh, for three fourths of the weekend. Yeah, yeah, I only worked like yeah. I mean, I'm kind of half-assed it for five hours. We'll call it the show, but uh, <laughs> that's amazing. No, I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that we're paying you for a half-assed show. Yes, yes. Um, uh, no, thanks to Humble Bundle, I actually uh, dug into uh, Shante, the the pirate chick. Right on. I don't remember the exact title of the game, but it's what the newest Shante. Uh, that fucking weird ass storyline. Like it's a cool, like the the game itself is good because you bounce side scroller platformer. Mm-hmm. Reminds you of the Sega era, which I think is where it started. I started on Nintendo, started on Game Boy, but you know it's like that. You know, new enough graphics, but throw enough graphics that it's good. It plays great. The storyline is fucking ridiculous. It's like all over the place. I was talking to an octopus who fought me in the last game, who was pissed that he had to fight me again as a sub-boss. I'm a genie that lost my powers, but I'm trying to free our city from something. Yeah, like every I'm time I sure talk that, to somebody... Uh, based on what you're telling me, that that's schizophrenia, Goat. You have a problem. Yeah, yeah that, that, it, like, every time I pressed A, I was like, and what are you going to tell me? Oh, of course, that makes no sense to what the last person told me. But I mean, you know, it's starting to kind of pan out. Like story-wise, and it's kind of interesting for the fact that you don't know what the hell is going to be said next. And then, what else did I play this week? I played Street Pass a lot. 
Oh, I would imagine. Every time we do the conventions, because Goat and I, now that we work together, when he's not doing Gamerhead Radio with Charlie and I, we all work, um, you know, he and I work, you know, he, he comes and works for the band, um, for these villains. And whenever we're at the conventions, we both have our 3DSs there, and it's just street pass all weekend. And we have a couple of our friends that we see at these cons regularly that give me holy shit every time because they're like... <laughs> Especially Jr. Our stage manager, Jr. He's just like mm, street passing with the kids. Yeah. And he's just like, Shut up! I'm gonna go. Oh, I'm worse, but no, I'm down to uh, I'm under under 50 puzzle pieces left before I have all the puzzle pieces now. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's insanity. But um, other than that, before I left for con, I played something because I I got tired of us like all right you're playing rise of the tomb raider i'm playing rise of the tomb raider that charlie does it and then we go through quantum break and i'm like fuck this i'm tired of like us cycling games and boring our listeners so i took the initiative and i opened something that's been sitting on my shelf for a while that oh. was way out in left field for me and i'm thoroughly enjoying and i never thought i would i uh <clears throat> started dying light this oh, week oh really no shit how did you feel and... about it it's it's the Fallout AC uh, Resident Evil uh, crossover I've always wanted that I didn't know I wanted. No shit. Yeah, because it's like it's got like the collecting and the the feel of a Fallout where you're collecting stuff, building stuff, blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's got that Dead Rising Resident Evil where you're whacking zombies. <laughs> and then um, AC, um, your main your main mode of transportation is parkour. Right on. So, but it's very. It's it's very like the story is pretty pretty decent for like you know a zombie game that's been you know beaten to death like the zombie genre is dead let's be honest but I like I liked how they tied all those uh, those aspects together into it and it's uh it's a lot it's a lot of fun as a multiplayer because me and Bubbles are playing it together so nice did you uh, so I mean was it just the two of you or did you get other people to play it with you as well because that game I think it supports four four player co op if I'm not mistaken it's just the two of us oh we had a third because we accidentally put our our game to public for a second there but you know how friendly me and Bubbles are with outsiders so that lasted oh yeah long. yeah it's any wonder you guys found each other you hate people so much. <laughs> But no, it's it's really cool. I think you'd get a kick out of it. Like I said, that's it's got everything. It's got everything you and 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 Charlie would want in a game. <laughs> I have had. Uh, I own a copy of it on the PC. Um, thank you to uh, Mr. Carlton, um, uh-huh. who we talk about on the show every now and again. Uh, mm-hmm. He bought it for me last year, like right after it launched. But my PC was not strong enough to run it, mm-hmm. uh, and I I have a new PC. Thank <laughs> thank you to Carlton again. <laughs> Um, but I, I don't have a strong enough GPU. I don't have a, a good, good enough graphics card uh, to to run the game. I have plenty of RAM. The system itself runs fine. It's just the GPU I need to upgrade. But, uh, you know, my son's got to eat, so, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, just find it on sale for Xbox One. Yeah, there you go. That's one way to do it. Um, but I, I got to play it briefly. Uh, I tried the demo for it. I liked it. I didn't I didn't hate it. Um, mm-hmm. I just didn't get enough time with it, and I wanted to play it with other people because I feel like those games play much better with other people yeah. than they do just on their own. Yeah, this is slowly turning into the uh, the replacement as we're coming to the end of Diablo 3. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd imagine you guys are running out of shit to play, which means I need to get on there so you guys can run me through your ultra-hard crazy shit. Yes, yes. We're at, we're at Torment level 7. Um... She's close to 350 paragons. I'm pushing 300. Dan's at about 350, 400, somewhere in there. Yeah, so Torment we can level rip seven sounds it. like a terrible fucking new metal band name. Yes, of of <laughs> torment. Well, ten's the highest, so we're three from the top. 
Indubitably. Um, did you play anything else this week? Um, no, that's pretty much it. What'd you What'd you get done this week? Um, I I didn't play a lot this week, but I I was more focused. I'm trying to get back to like, I'm trying to get back to a point where I'm providing content for the show, but not kind of taking away from how I like to play games. Because for for those of you who watch and listen, I feel I feel a I don't want to say responsibility, but I like to make sure that I'm not talking about the same game every week whenever I come on here to present uh, what I've played for the week to you guys so that I can give you um, not a review, of course, but some insight into what a game may be when it comes out. So um, I will sometimes cram like six games into a week, and you know, it's sometimes it's too much, and I'm only playing 40 minutes or an hour or two hours of a game, and then I move on. But it's something else, and I played that, and then so my uh, what I've played are probably going to be a little bit more focused coming up, uh, just because I miss playing through a game. Prior to being on the show, I would pick a game, and I would play that game until there was just nothing left of that mm-hmm. game. I would just demolish that game. So it's not going to be that focused going forward, but I'm going to be a little bit more focused. Um, you know, uh, I'm going about the same route. I, wanna, I yeah, think yeah, I'm going to yeah. find I'm going to find that one game that I'm going to play for you guys, like you know, religiously. And then splatter some stuff behind it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the thing is too is, is like I would love to get back to playing, uh, talking more about PC games too, because I have a the disgustingly huge library as we've joked around about on the show in the past. But um, as it stands right now, um, you know, I realistically I'm I'm just gonna play a couple of things that are on my consoles and uh, stick to that for the moment. Um, so this week, what did I play? Um, I did play some more DC Universe Online just because it's been a bit of a break from what I have been playing. Um, I got to tell you, for a for a five year old game, it's aging pretty well, um, and oh, yeah, it's still one of the most unique MMOs I think I've ever played. So um, I, I enjoy it. It's it's got that action vibe to it. There's enough. St- storytelling content. The missions are a little more grindy than I remember, but I think it's because a lot of MMOs have come with, come up with some more variety in the way that they do missions these days than um, the way that DC Universe Online was doing. So, like, the average mission is go to this place, uh, kill 20 of, we'll just say, kill 20 of Scarecrow's uh, thugs, and then administer, you know, an antidote to five guys. Yeah. And that's kind of, I mean, they switch it up a little bit more than that, but it's... it's I, I noticed better, that. It gets better later in the game. Like, it there's is. a little more variety later on, especially as they were adding uh, other, like, story content and stuff later. And then they do, like, right now there's, like, a spring event. They do seasonal events, like a lot of other MMOs. And those are kind of a break from the pace. And then you've got PvP, and you've got... Um, there's just there's a lot to do. You've got the equivalent of raids or dungeons, which are all really fun. Um, but the story stuff keeps me coming back because I'm a DC Comics guy. So I played a bunch of that this week. You said you played some too? Yeah, I played a little bit of it. I finally got on and stuff like that. But I, I definitely agree with you that it's um, they're not really missions or quests. They're just it's a lot of instances that you yeah. can just do over and over and over. And I'm like, all right, thanks. Yeah. But yeah. the story the story does break up a little bit, so they make sense. Yeah, so don't for get, sure. You know, don't get wavered by that. It's a free I mean, game. You can just jump into it and play the the stuff out of order if you wanted to with like the little raid queue, the little dungeon queue. Yeah. But I don't recommend doing that. I recommend just following the missions because the missions naturally kind of bring you to like the little raid areas. And like this is this is not, you know, comic head radio, so I'm not gonna go into a terrible amount of comic book stuff. But if you're a big like comic book fan and you like DC stuff, 
this goes into a section of DC's comic book stuff, story-wise, that a lot of comic things don't. It seems like most video games will like do Batman, Superman, maybe a little bit of Flash every now and again, especially now that Flash is popular as a TV show. Um, but if it's not like Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, they don't really they don't really dig in or Green Lantern. They don't really dig into much of that stuff. But this game goes really deep into like you'll fight Queen Bee, you'll fight um, you'll fight Trigon, and you'll see like Raven, who was not a popular character a few years ago, but is getting more popular. You'll see a lot of stuff that you typically wouldn't see story wise. So play it because you'll learn about DC characters in a fun sort of way. It might make you interested in them. That's all I got for DC Universe Online. <laughs> I did play a disgusting metric shit ton of Overwatch this week. The beta, uh, open beta, is currently going on. It was supposed to end this evening. They've extended it through tomorrow, uh, if I believe. And for the for the people who listen to the edited version of the podcast, um, this is the audio-only version, we did not record our episode uh, on Sunday like we normally do. We had to record it on Monday, so right now we're, it's about 9 p.m. on uh, the, the 9th of May here when we're recording. Um so they're extending it into Tuesday, um, and I'm very, very happy about that because what they did was, unlike most games that give you, like, one map and, like, one weapon loadout and one... There are, I think, like, how many characters are there? I'm going to do some live Googling really quick. But in, in Overwatch... Everybody's all about it, though. Oh, my God, man. They, You're not they the first you... person who says that, that I've talked to that has uh, lived on this, this beta. They give you... The entire game, the whole game is in the beta. They didn't. Oh, wow. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't pull any punches. There are three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen, eighteen, uh, twenty-one. There are twenty-one characters in Overwatch, and it's it's a beta, so I'm not going to do the review of the whole thing. But what I can tell you is this: having played it off and on for most of the last uh, four four or so days, I've never played. Uh, a competitive multiplayer shooter quite like this before. It does have some elements from Team Fortress, so that's the closest thing I can relate it to. I know a lot of people have, but it the only way I can describe this to you is is it is what if you took elements from a fighting game and a first person or, or in an MMO and smashed them into a first person shooter. It has classes um, that are designed around tanking or healing or support or building. Um, there's just all kinds of different things. And then it also has like special abilities and moves that almost feel like you have to play one character for a while to learn what that character's moves are so that you can understand how to use them properly, like a fighting game character. Like if you just go in and button mash with a fighting game character, you can beat somebody up, I guess. Um, but you're not going to use them effectively or how they were designed to be used. So Overwatch seems to have found this really strange balance between what appear to be fighting game characters and MMO classes, and smashed them into a first-person shooter with a like delightfully almost Pixar-level um, character design and animation. It just... It's really awesome. The only gripe I have is the same gripe anybody has with a single-player or a multiplayer-only kind of shooter is there's no campaign. And with character designs this good, and if you watch any of the Overwatch like short films, which are on YouTube, which I recommend highly, this game is screaming for some sort of a uh, storytelling outlet, whether it's like give them a fucking short, like a movie or a TV show on Netflix as a Netflix original. I don't care what you do, but 
somebody out there team with Blizzard to make Overwatch lore a watchable, readable, interactive thing. That's that's it. But those are really probably the only two things I, I had any time to play this week. So short week for both of us. Yeah, yeah, short week for both of us. And uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, the only thing Charlie played this week was the back seat of his car. So, um, oh, that's disgusting. You just mean you took it to a dirty place, goat. Uh, here, I'm gonna do what Charlie would do right now. I'm just gonna rub my forehead <laughs> and maybe uh, sweat a little bit because you're you're making he's uncomfortable. Well, um, I mean, they they did take the northerly route. There's not much else to do in there. That's true. <laughs> there's there's nothing but mountains and ice and uh, and mountain goats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's getting a little taste of home with you there. Um, <laughs> so having said that, we're gonna go ahead and move on to news. For the week. So, as Charlie so delightfully, I'm not going to say spoiled, I'm going to say forecasted. Foreshadowed. Uh, Foreshadowed, yeah, that's even better. Jesus Christ, what am I? He's, what am he's I not, he, yeah, he didn't have a he didn't have the uh, the the map behind him, and he's like right here, story number that's five, true. running oh, through the hills. That's good. It worked out. Um, so yes, um, starting at number five this week, Final Fantasy uh, 15 has reached its <laughs> 10 year anniversary from the announcement of uh, of its being. Um, SquareSoft announced on May 8th. 2006, so this was as of yesterday, May 8th, 2006, that Final Fantasy Versus 13 was announced. If everybody who, if anybody who cares has stayed with the Final Fantasy series long enough to remember what it used to be versus what it is, Final Fantasy Versus 13 was supposed to be a companion game, like an, like not quite of the main line. It was not a numbered game. Um, it was part of 13. A spinoff, if you were, um, for, for the PlayStation 3 was announced, and it was supposed to be just something different. Um, it was something like six years or something that it was in development, if I remember correctly, before they finally said, you know what? We're going to make this a numbered game in the series. We're going to call it Final Fantasy XV. If you, if you think about this, to give you some kind of context into how different things are now, the, the original article that published this was Push Square. Push Square, who we occasionally use to uh, to aggregate news for you guys during the show, they didn't even exist ten years ago. It was completely gone. Um, they just it was it was a non thing, I guess. This is insane, man. Like I think this might be the only other game, the only other game that has has outlasted this in terms of how long people waited for it was Duke Nukem Forever. Which was like like fifteen years, fourteen 12. years, or something. Twelve years. Like that. Twelve years was it? Twelve years. Um, it feels longer, but um, yeah, man, ten years for a Final Fantasy game, and this game has seen so many changes. You can actually Google and look up the amount of changes that this this series has or this game has gone through since it was announced. Like there are characters that were made for the original version of the game that don't even exist anymore. And the combat systems have changed drastically. A lot is very, very different. Um, Go. Do you think that there's any conceivable possible way this game could live up to the hype? Now, I know you hate Final Fantasy, anyways, so it doesn't matter that you. I'm asking you to look at this non-subjectively. Oh yeah. Um, 
I mean, honestly, they've gone this far. They should have waited the last five years and just had 15 come out after 15 years. <laughs> just waited another five and put it out? Yeah. It's like a, the 15 years of well, I mean, anniversary of, of they, Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, they, they, they could have yeah, put it out as an anniversary gold edition. Um, day one, it'd be 15 years old. Um, and come with some extra, you know, some extra DLC and uh, maybe a plushie. I don't know, something. Um, the, my, my real answer, though, is I, I don't hate Final Fantasy. I hate what they're doing. And 13 burned me bad with, along with the other people. I, I did not like any of the ideas of 13 or their subsequent games. But the fact that they've got that on their shoulders, all they've done for like the last what, 10 years, is re-released old shit on everything they could possibly get their hands on for a very high price. This new game, to regain everything they've done bad, is going to have to, like, melt my system in awesomeness to get to get me back. Look, I put up, I think, I, it might have been on Facebook, I put up a post, it was probably about two years ago, that said, I am determined to finish Final Fantasy XIII just because I'm one of those people that I, I I was lucky enough to be around during Final Fantasy's heyday when it was seven eight nine really really seven um here's the middle finger for those of you listening at home I'm extending a middle <laughs> finger to goat right now um I'm not that fucking old man I mean I'm not much younger than that but um, that's the heyday of Final Fantasy no no Final Fantasy the thing is is that I was lucky enough to be around when Final Fantasy was relevant. Relevant to the video game world. They are uh, a beloved franchise, still kind of ish, but they are not relevant to gaming anymore, I'm of the opinion. Um, but uh, I was lucky enough to be around when it, they were a force to be reckoned with um, during 6, 7, and 8, and 9, when they were still what people loved about that series. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just different now, and um, 13 really pissed me off. I, I, I swore I would finish it. I put up a thing saying, I will finish Final Fantasy thirteen. I got about eight hours into it, and I went, I just can't. I can't. I yeah. can't finish it. It's it's terrible. Like, no matter how I try to slice it, the character models look great. Um, some of the animations are really good, and the cutscenes are animated well, but the voiceover work, the level design, the battle system... The fucking the voiceover work is terrible. Actually, um, it's not good. It's just everything about it is bad. It's a bad game, um, and shockingly bad game for such a beloved series. So I feel you on that. But I've played both Final Fantasy 15 demos, and I I have high hopes for 15. I think it's going to be really good, and I think that Square Enix is taking a lot of time to right their shitty wrongs. I think they're really yeah. I, I have faith in them. I mean. Both Tomb Raiders have have given me faith in their in them, of what they can do with stuff. You got, you got to remember though, they published those games; they did not develop them. Yes, I understand that, so. but still, they, you know, I mean, they see well that that and the fact that they published them, they see the numbers. If you put out a good game with an old name on it, <laughs> there's well, there's been a lot of I think they're trying to be modest about the way that they're they're dealing with. Um, their series at this point. I think they, they feel like they really screwed people over with 13 and 14, the original launch of 14. Not oh, the, God. The yeah, that was a nightmare. Well, 11 and 14 both didn't go as well as anyone planned. Well, 11 was not a terrible game. It was just for its time. But yeah. it was a really original game, but it was slow-paced, and it was really fucking hard. Um, 14, the relaunch of 14 is really good, 
But all of the things that make it great, with the exception of one or two little things, it took from World of Warcraft. Yeah. Um, but it looks beautiful. Like, graphically, it's a, still a great-looking yeah. game today. Um, otherwise, yeah. So, um, that I, yeah, I, I can't wait for it to come out. It's supposed to be out uh, later this year. And, we'll see. I'm, I'm on the fence as to whether or not I'll, I'll pick it up when it comes out. I think after 13, I'm... Cautiously optimistic, but I'm not expecting it to be a great game. So I have, a, I have, a, I have an, the idea of renting it and seeing. Yeah, like I'm not just gonna go out and do what I did with 13 and get burnt again, where I ordered it and had the. I still have the hardcover player's guide over here on one of my snake cages. Um, oh, see, no, see, new information is coming to light. All of <laughs> all of these episodes, I've been on the show for a year and a half now, and Goat is. I come to find that Goat is is bitter. Goes bitter about Final Fantasy, and I never knew that it's because you got your heart broken. Like now, yeah. now it's coming out that you used to be all about Final Fantasy. Oh, I was all I played all of them, ten, I, all of them, and then five, thirteen came out, and it just I no more like, more proof yet again that Goat has a big beating heart in this. No, 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 no. I have a I have a I have a wallet that doesn't like to get shit on. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and move on to number four for the week. So, um. A tweet popped up this week in the Sony world that confirms something that a lot of gaming fans are kind of bummed out about, that uh, Crash Bandicoot's rights are still owned by Activision, and, you know, Activision's not the most popular of guys these days, and uh, made a lot of bad decisions in the world of gaming, so people are a little bit bummed out that this is the truth, but uh, Adam Boyce... Um, who is uh, the VP publisher uh, of publishing relations for Sony, did confirm. Somebody just asked him a question on Twitter uh, to see whether or not uh, Crash Bandicoot was coming down the pipeline anytime soon, and uh, he said, as I've said before, Activision owns the rights to Crash Bandicoot. kind of bums people out. Excuse me. Um, so back in July 2014, Naughty Dogs had expressed some interest in wanting to come back and do uh, another Crash Bandicoot game. Um, which is owned by Sony, but the rights belong to Activision. Um, the the um, the people who were originally kind of put out the press release and information that they wanted to take care of the the release in uh, July 2014 that they were hoping to put it back on uh, said that uh, and I quote. Uh, we never forget our past. It'd be great for nostalgic reasons. Um, you know that was a quote that was by uh, Arnie Meyer. Oh, um, I love that. I love that line. It'd be great for nostalgic reasons. Uh, that's the new. That's the new way that companies are saying we want to put our old games so we can cash back in on them. Yeah, I mean, sure, but I mean, Crash Bandicoot's been gone. Crash Bandicoot skipped an entire console generation like it oh, yeah. I mean it not in any sort of meaningful way that I can recall did not appear during the PlayStation 2 era of things so maybe um, maybe people would be glad to see a mascot like that again because with the exception of somebody like like Mario does Sony yeah. really have like a cute colorful mascot that's not Nintendo I mean like well yeah they've lost Mario who you know yeah, they, well PlayStation lost Spyro because he used to be a thing I think he. I mean, they still have him. I would. But I but I mean, like he's, he he doesn't have his own. Like he's 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 moved on to bigger and better things. I mean, he's he's got Skylanders. <laughs> oh, that's true. But I mean, like, look, there's a perfect example. I I mean, I was around when Spyro was first created, and I don't even associate Spyro's name with Skylanders. Skylanders has become kind of a thing of its own. I feel. Um, yeah. Where where maybe people think about. 
I mean, he maybe maybe people look at it and go, oh, Spyro is a Skylanders character, not so much. Yeah. Spyro. Well, that's pretty much he is now. He's yeah. he's he's like the the he's like the front man of the band. <laughs> yeah, but you could. I mean, I suppose that you could. You could relaunch him to be something else that's not just attached to Skylanders. Keep him in Skylanders for sure, but do something different. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you're not obligated to keep him in one place, I suppose. Yeah. And he's so disassociated with Skylanders as like a poster child at this point that I don't even think anybody would notice if you moved him and did something else different with him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Kind of, kind of interesting though, um, because back in just February, just a couple months ago. Um, the PlayStation Middle East Twitter account, yes, that is a thing. You can find it and uh, follow it. Um, somebody was able to translate uh, a, a tweet from the Middle Eastern um, uh, Crash Band, or I'm sorry, the, the Middle Eastern PlayStation account, saying the literal English translation was, quote, most wanted person, where are you, Crash? Um, I don't know if that's something or nothing. Um, well, I mean... All of this is nothing because if Activision owns the rights to it, he's locked up until in a stupid amount of money. We're talking like 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 we're talking like buying King money comes up to get him out. Yeah, maybe so. Well, but I mean, there are there are little things that kind of I guess between that comment on the Middle Eastern Sony account uh, Twitter account and then uh, the head of the director of toy company Nika. Who has a, a, if you don't know who Nika is, it's N E C A. You can look them up online. They're they have a shitload of toy licenses um, for they games. They do the Simpsons toys. They do a lot of toys. They used mm-hmm. to do all the Gears of War uh, line of toys. They did. I, I mean, the list is endless. Um, the director of that company did mention um, back in just a few months ago in December 2015 mentioned a revival of Crash Bandicoot, uh, and then uh, went on to say that. Uh, you know the comments were misunderstood because I'm sure somebody was just like, "Shut your fucking mouth!" We're yeah. gonna, gonna sue you. Yeah, um, basically. Yeah, yeah. So um, maybe uh, maybe Crash Bandicoot will come back. I'd be I'd be glad to see him come back. Those games were fun for their time. Um, like I don't want to see that other one come back too, though, or not come back, but um, that alternative I can't remember what it was uh, Jam Jambo and Hoey or whatever. A Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was a rare title, yeah. I, I think, it, yeah, I, I'd, I'd play another Banjo Kazooie game. Yeah. Uh, moving on, though, we're gonna go ahead yes. and go to number f- uh, three for the week. Um, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare is gonna be the latest version of Call of Duty to hit shelves this coming year on the ever moving forward Activision treadmill and conveyor belt. Um, this one's a little different, though. People are not happy with this trailer. People are not happy with a couple of things related to the game, but let's let's start with first the the primary problem with their trailer. It has now received arguably the most dislikes on any YouTube video ever placed on the internet. Goat <laughs> like live. Goat has been refreshing the YouTube video to check. Yes, I what have. Are. What are we see. at? How many Hold dislikes on. does the Call of Duty Infinite Warfare trailer do, have? Let me do a hot refresh here. Uh, we're reloading. Okay, here we go. Uh, currently, at this exact second, we have 15,066,841 views. Oh, that's views. I was like, how the fuck did it get that many dislikes? Views. Of those views, we have 1,425,688 dislikes. 
brutal. How many likes does it have in order to kind of balance the scales a little bit? Uh, 280,758. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, here, here's something that makes, makes the entire thing uh, kind of interesting. It has recently popped up in the last two or three weeks that uh, the internet has started making a, a game out of liking and disliking uh, certain trailers to an extreme extent. For example, the up until this week, when this trailer became like one of the most disliked things on the entire internet, um, I think it was a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, the new Ghostbusters, all-female cast Ghostbusters movie trailer was named the most disliked trailer on all of YouTube for movies. Um, once people figured out that that gets attention, of course, they found something else to hate on, and uh, it is Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. This is now, a good cause. I'm, I'm, it, I'm it, all it, with this look, cause. I'm okay with it for a couple of reasons. Um, everybody watching listening, not everybody actually hates that trailer. I think it became a trend and kind of a funny thing, but I also think it is kind of a commentary on Call of Duty. I think people are really, really sick of the slap another skin on top of the same shit every year kind of a thing. As we saw, um, Assassin's Creed is not going to have a release this year, and I'm actually thrilled that that's the case. I want Call of Duty to take a break because uh, I used to be a year huge off. Call of Duty. I, yeah, I'm a Call of Duty fan from back in the, the, the original, like very first release of Call of Duty on PC. I played it, you know, back then. Um, and the Call of Duty, the original Call of Duty, yeah. and I have played um, a lot of those games, but I'm even burnt out on them. I don't, I just don't Wait. play them anymore. John, would that make you a COD OG? That is the best word. You know what the best part about Charlie not being here is we can make that terrible <laughs> fucking joke, and yeah. he he can't go. Oh no! Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but it was it was a fucking terrible joke. Yes, yes, for a terrible game. So it works out. That's true. Um, so to make things kind of worse, I don't know if this was intentional or if it was um, just opportune timing, but Electronic Arts announced this week in the middle of this uh, dislike shitstorm for Activision, Electronic Arts uh, announced that uh, they're going to be doing their next uh, Battlefield game, which everyone expected to be like a sequel to Bad Company or Battlefield um, 3, 4, and they expected it to be 5. Um, not the case. They're doing what they're called, what they're calling Battlefield 1, um, as what? in, yes, like the number one. Oh, Christ, they're, Xbox, they're, they're following Xbox? No, no, fortunately it's not that, but uh, they're actually doing Battlefield World War 1. Which is really fucking cool, and if you watch the trailer, there's some really, oh, okay. really neat things in there. Um, that was a good war. That'd be fun to play. Yes. Uh, I'm excited for it. I think that it's going to be a really kind of a cool thing. Um, I do believe, personally, though, that people are really getting sick of of the Call of Duty games. You know, I think people are really burning out on them and are, are kind of tired of everybody... More well, of them just doing the same thing every year and charging you sixty dollars. Yeah. They have become the Madden of first-person shooters. They're really yeah. Well, I mean, and minor adjustments at best in most and, cases. And we're old, crusty men. We can admit to this. Speak for yourself. Okay, I'm an old, crusty man. I can speak with this. Here, I'll. <laughs> yes, yes. You have made spawn. I have not. Um. <laughs> Um, but like even back in like what was it the late '90s we seen this where everybody was done with ID because they were the first person shooter. Sure, sure. I mean everybody hits a saturation out. point. 
you know, yeah. it's a saturation point. But I mean, the the reason that I think so many people, it's not just the the yearly reskins that are pissing people off. I think the other thing that's really bothering the shit out of people is they announced that they're doing an HD upgrade to Call of Duty for Modern Warfare, which is the thing that kicked off this entire Call of Duty yeah. madness. That was what put Medal of Honor under. You cannot buy it on its own. You have to buy it with Advanced Warfare. I believe it's with the collector's editions. I could be wrong on that. Somebody correct me if I'm, uh, if okay. I'm wrong. Okay. Why are we mad? You have to pay... Because everybody, because it's a fucking ploy, that's why. Everybody else is putting out HD versions, HD upgrades as a standalone product, not forcing you to buy it in order to move a particular unit of game, which says to me, I Wait, don't work for this company, I don't know for sure, but what it says to me is that maybe the last couple of Call of Duties didn't sell like they used to, and so in order to move units for Infinite Warfare, they're making people buy you know, the, the the upgraded version of it with the game. It's the only way you can get it. Because, honestly, I don't give a shit about Infinite Warfare, but I loved Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, the original one. No. I would I felt an immediate compulsion to buy the game because that was in there, but then I refused in my mind because I will not support Activision's bad behavior. You know, same way I won't give, uh, you know, Ubisoft my bad, my money for their bad behavior for Assassin's Creed recently. Yeah, but so, like we we can I mean Square Enix, you're the reason this is happening. Uh maybe. I, I think they're 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 re releasing one of their, the few they're re releasing their top game to push one of their new games. What has Square Enix been doing with Final Fantasy for the last eh, five, ten years? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean nothing nothing crazy other than repair their damaged reputation, but that's yeah. besides the point. Um so let's go ahead and move on. Um yep. Call of Duty bad. Um, you know, what else can I say about it? Next week we'll figure out what the most hated trailer is. That's that's true. Oh look, I have a feeling that number is gonna go up before before things get better. Oh, it's been going up uh, while I've been sitting here because I just kept refreshing and disliking it. <laughs> well, I mean, look. A lot of it is definitely fabricated, but I'm going to go ahead and end this news story by saying I think that people really are sick of that. Yeah. And after playing Overwatch for the last few days, I can mm -hmm. tell you that... They're in trouble? The, well, the variety in that game as a multiplayer shooter stomps mm -hmm. out Call of yeah. Duty in every way because you you can play so many ways. Like, it's time. It's, yeah. it's time for I, to move on from Call I, of Duty. I, I, I will put my two cents in and we will fold this story. Yeah. Um, for the first time, I agree with Call of Duty players. You're actually standing up for a cause that makes sense. Good on you. Yeah. Moving on to number two this week. Um, there is some pretty heavy anticipation that uh, Nintendo's E3 uh, presentation this year is not going to be any sort of a Nintendo Direct presentation, which is what they have become known for doing for the last few years. Um, normally they do, you know, uh, they're, instead of doing a live press conference, for those of you that, that may not watch E3, they normally don't do a live press conference anymore. They used to. So, like, while all the big wigs like Sony and Microsoft, and even at this point, Square and Bethesda last year did one. Um, and shit, I mean, I could go on for a while. Even even the PC gaming uh, community had their own press conference this year, which is which is, last year was the first year they've done it. It's a new thing. Nintendo has opted to go with pre-recorded presentations. Um, that were in the style of their Nintendo Direct presentations that we've seen for a while now. Um, but they um, they were almost, almost always well-received at E3. They're not doing that traditional thing this year. They're not going to be doing 
their uh, their standard. Well, as far as anybody knows, um, you know, apparently when when they outlined their E3 plans in a press release that uh, that they put out on the fifth, um, you can get into this sort of file, this press release, but it's password protected for you know pr presumably for press and everybody to get into. There's no mention of the Nintendo Direct video presentation, which is usually fairly clearly outlined in their plans for um, you know pre-show setup. Because as of right now, we're only like we're uh, like five weeks away from E3. Um, the original uh, the original publisher of this article was uh, a fairly new um, easing called US Gamer. They reached out to Nintendo about whether or not they're going to have a, uh, a Nintendo Direct press release and. You know, still haven't gotten anything back as of the current time of recording right now, so I highly doubt they're going to. I wonder if, I wonder if if some of the between the NX, um, you know, coming coming to be in the next year, or maybe the the maybe they are going to do a live press release this year um, or press conference this year because of the NX. I mean, maybe they're going to finally have something to say about that. No. No, they've already said they're pretty much not covering the NX at all. It's no, 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 no. Zelda. no, I'm pretty sure. I think you're wrong about that. I think oh, did they back out of that now? They'll save it for TGS, for Tokyo Game Show, but mm. I, I'm fairly certain they're going to have to talk about the NX at E3 this year because it releases in March 2017. It's it's at this point, it's less than a year away. It's 10 months from... I'll say, the last I heard, they were like, nope, we're going to talk about that elsewhere. We're going to talk about Zelda at E3, and that's it. Like, I mean, I'm fine with that. And we're as very, as... very... Fuck you about it. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think that's going to make sense for them to talk about Zelda at E3 because I think everybody's kind of under the assumption at this point that Zelda is going to be an NX title and yeah. not a Wii U title. So it wouldn't make sense for them to announce an NX title without – maybe they'll maybe they'll but, announce the NX and show this as a launch yeah. title. Maybe what, what, I, what I actually think is going on, and I'll put my tinfoil hat on it, is um, they want what we're doing right now to happen. Yeah. All the yeah. cards are in their favor. They will do what the hell they want when they want, and you will wait for it until it happens to know what they did. Yeah. Because that's how Nintendo rolls now. They don't. They know they don't have to do anything. They don't have to appease anybody. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Whatever it is they do, it, it's got to be a good move because things have been mm -hmm. kind of difficult for them on the sales front. They're not really yep. moving a lot of Wii units. No, um, and everybody's confused about this new 3DS thing. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. And they're being shady with that. Those new, like the SNES titles being only available on the new 3DS and not telling anybody about that, that's kind of shady. You know, I don't... A lot of people feel like Nintendo are being very closed off right now, but I feel like a lot of that is because of the death of Satoru Iwata. Well, uh, and they got so the new guy. Really, I get it. The release of the NX and the death of Satoru Iwata is going to... We're going to see a new age for Nintendo. Oh, yeah. It's going to usher in entirely a new age for Nintendo... Um, which I kind of feel like maybe maybe an interesting uh, mailbag question for for our listeners for next week. Um, do you guys think that uh, with the passing of Satoru Iwata and uh, the imminent release of the NX, do you think that we're going to see a new age for Nintendo ushered in, or do you do you think that they're just going to stick to their old tricks and just keep doing the same? I don't think they can. I don't think they can either, personally. Um, yeah, I mean, let's work on that. Let's 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 do a Nintendo show next week. It's been a while since we've had them on our spotlight. Yeah, I, I agree. We'll talk a little bit about what we think the uh, the NX is going to be. Um, so, either way, whatever it is, whatever whatever comes of it, I really want it to be good. Um, I don't own a Wii U. To be fair, I'm one of those people that are hurting Nintendo right now. Yeah, I need to get one. I 
the irony is, is it's the first Nintendo system I have not purchased in my life. I don't own it. <laughs> um, and I, I, ha- I had one, but there's a... <clears throat> yeah, that, that, that left with a different person. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Well, maybe we'll tell that story one time on the show, but mine also left with somebody who wasn't supposed <laughs> to fucking take it. Yeah. So... <laughs> I mean, I have one, to be clear, sitting right here on my desk. I've got one right there. Oh, regular Wii. My, yeah, yeah. That's I, my, I, lost, I lost oh, my Wii U. Wii U. I, lost yeah. my, I lost my original Wii U. Somebody oh, no, my, my Wii's with me. Oh, I kind of feel like maybe now you're talking about... No, my games. actual Nintendo Wii. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't it has Mario... No, it has Super Mario RPG on it. Um... Yeah. They were not taking that from me. Hello. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So that's what it takes, folks. That's where you know the line is. Go. We'll fight a human being if you try to take a Wii with Super Mario RPG on it. Well, find me another copy of it. Have indeed. you seen it anywhere? No. Indeed, indeed. Um, let's go ahead and move on to number yep. uh, number one for the week. So, in an interesting kind of turn, um, Epic Games, the makers of Gears of War and uh, you know uh, Unreal Tournament and Unreal and you know, but currently, more currently, Gears of War. Yes. They're they're looking into getting into the movie making business. Um, <sighs> you sound well, or immediately before I even tell you what what the story pertains to, tell me why that you just sounded like you had extreme indigestion. <laughs> <laughs> just because, like, I, I don't know, like, I'm getting tired of these people trying to do the. It's like these fucking um, uh, these singers who want to become sports people or whatever. You know, it, like you're good at one thing. Stay there. Stop trying to go in somebody else's yard and do something. I, I get the idea, but f- give it to somebody. Take your idea and give it to somebody who does that for a living so it's done right. You know, I I want to agree with you, but the thing is, is there's such a deficit of game, good game-related movie and television content that I feel like... Throw anything at the wall and see what sticks? Not, not even throw anything <laughs> at the wall. I'll give you an example. So I've been watching... The Flash on CW as of late, which has yeah. nothing to do with video games, but that character has been around for so fucking long, and it is only just now getting a good representation. There was a Flash television show in the early 90s. It was fucking terrible. Well, there's also one in the early 70s too, wasn't there? Yeah, the there was 70s. There was one other, I, I think, and uh, it, regardless, it, it's terrible. Uh, the original one in the 90s. The current one is really good. And then also, The Flash is going to be in uh, the Justice League movie coming up. And you saw him very briefly in uh, Batman v Superman. Um, I wish I did. You didn't see him in Batman v Superman because you're, now you're angry and bitter. But um, <laughs> that example, the reason I'm making that example, is comic book movies as of the release of Captain America Civil War this week and Batman v Superman this year, and all of these movies coming out, comic books have hit a fever pitch in the world. They are the king of the castle in the world of entertainment, but most of these characters were created in the fucking 40s, man. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, it takes video, a minute to get to Video games, video game characters, some of the original stories that you have not seen in any other medium, not books, not movies, not television shows, just video games. Shit, man. I had a conversation with my dad where he started explaining that some of these characters he grew up reading when he was a kid in the the late 50s and early 60s are only just now getting their proper due. We may wait a long time to get proper representations of these games that we grew up playing as kids. So I'm okay with Epic taking 
the the uh, somebody's got to lead the charge, and maybe it won't be epic, but somebody's yeah. going to start setting building blocks in motion to create a world yeah. where people want to make video game yeah. and television content in a premium matter manner like that. You know, someone um, has to jump off the pier. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, stay until the pier. It works. I'm um. Epic made Epic made a um, it was an announcement and they did a release at uh, a GDC at the Game Developers Conference earlier this year, which we talked about on the show. Um, they released a thing called you know Epic Sequencer, and it's kind of their the kind of editing. Uh, it's sort of like film editing tools. It's it's like somewhere between game and, and film editing tools that that you can use. TV producers and filmmakers can use to make uh, content for television shows. Um, and uh, there, there's a little bit of a quote that came out uh, with this piece from um, Kim LeBerry, uh, Epic's chief technology officer, said, I think we're going to start seeing our engine used in live television broadcasts. Wherever you see green screens or in sports matches where they meant to overlay crazy creatures like have a dinosaur from Jurassic Park run across a football stadium, you're going to see seeing our engine used for that type of stuff. So maybe they won't be producing ga- like shows related to games or movies or content related directly to games. But they may be powering some of okay. upcoming stuff. Um, regardless, I think this is kind of neat. That uh, makes sense. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so many people in the industry are speculating that games, video games, are on the verge of a massive change. That maybe, maybe things won't be. The gaming industry is going to be very different in five years than it was five years ago or five years before that. Console cycles aren't going to be what they used to. Um, may not even be any consoles. Um, virtual reality is a thing now. Um, you know, not to mention things like smart glass, or not smart glass. Um, Google, oh no, God, all of a sudden, Microsoft Hololens. Jesus Christ, my brain went off. <laughs> Hololens. You know, things are about to change dramatically in gaming, as we've known it for the last 15 or 20 years specifically. We're reaching the end of one era, and things are about to change. So. I want movies and video games, TV shows and stuff like that to flourish for gaming. I just don't know who who's going to lead that charge unless Disney just keeps buying everything up and then they're going to fucking yeah. own everything. But I hope that doesn't happen for gaming. I like that Disney does not have their you know, grubby, greedy mitts on everything. and, and Their oversized uh, mouse yeah. hands on everything. Actually, video gaming may be the only storytelling medium that Disney does not have some sort of a monopoly or, or like chokehold on so not that they're no. doing bad work I just don't keep your hands off of gaming but let, let that be something different please god so yeah we'll see yeah. that's all I can say I mean look what we're doing now <clears throat> this podcast is uh is seeing technology changes and video games are going to see technology changes and we'll get there whatever shakes out shakes out that's it. That's all it can be, man. You gotta, you gotta roll with the punches. Roll with the times. Is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's gonna do it for news this week. Um, da, 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 da. Da, 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 you know, in our, in our, one of maybe only two in the last since I joined the show a year and a half ago. Only two shows without uh, Charlie Technotronicorn Worthley. Uh, these are the only two shows ever. He just started traveling lately. Well, that's not true because you and, and Mike, who who preceded me, did – what was it, like seven or eight shows or something without Charlie before he joined? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. I, yeah. so I, I don't count those, though. Like from, from whence Charlie <laughs> – 
<laughs> showed up. I mean, we can't we can't charge the guy for not being here when he wasn't even on the staff. <laughs> That's true. I guess technically that is a thing. So yeah. Um, <clears throat> now that news is done for the week, normally this is the section uh, where we do our mailbag responses, but uh, due to the uh, traveling schedules of everybody this week, and uh, I mean, let's be honest, I'm you know it's finals week for me, man. We actually did not post our mailbag for the week, so we were bad, bad, dirty Gamerhead Radio hosts. Yes. Um, but uh, in lieu of that, so we don't have any responses, uh, and our, our good friend and oftentimes uh, we, we joke around fourth member of Gamerhead Radio, Songbird, did not have anything to create a mailbag off of this week because we didn't post one. So, we have failed uh, everyone. Yes. So instead, I'm going to go ahead and take an opportunity to rephrase our, uh, our mailbag uh, for the following week, which is... With the imminent release of the Nintendo NX and the passing of uh, their president, uh, ex-president, uh, Satoru Iwata last year, do you think that E3 this year and Tokyo Game Show this year uh, are going to show Nintendo in a different light? Do you think they're going to be trying to present themselves in a new way? Um, and are they going to use this as a, a spring pad to just change the way that people look at Nintendo? Um, or are they going to continue to do typically odd, quirky uh, Nintendo things? And maybe subsequently, if they don't change, are they going to be in trouble? Um, so that, yeah, yeah. That's we'll like find a way to make that tweet. shorter. It is, it is. We'll find a way to shorten that up when we post it this week. But uh, put your heads to the grindstone and see what you guys. When think you about see that. the uh, the the paragraph that we put up for the mailbag, no, that is a it is a Fallon Flynn. Rant. That is yes, it's a Fallon Flan. Uh, Fallon Flan. I'm a, I now apparently I'm a I'm a I'm a pudding. I'm a oh good. Yes. Mm, yes. Um, a cake of some sort. I don't know. Um, that is just me being verbose as I tend to do from time to time. Um, so yes, that's going to do it for our mailbag this week. So then let's go on to uh, talk about goat. What do you have coming up this week? Are we, are we doing a feature? Oh, yeah, we are doing a feature, aren't we? <laughs> tell you, you don't do a show for a few days, and all of a sudden there's no fucking feature. Yeah. Um, so our feature for this week was supposed to be gaming on the go, since everybody is gone, or was gone. Yeah, uh, we've all been running around with our heads cut off this week. It made sense. <laughs> so given given the amount of uh, mileage that uh, Michelle and Charlie are covering this week while they're out of town, I would imagine he doesn't have any time for gaming. Um, so yeah, I think he planned on like, like doing things normally, but he's never really toured. <laughs> and he doesn't have any like now. I'm sure he's a very, very, very good concept of what you and I do for a living. Mostly me on the long tours, because he's driven. Well, he's driving yeah three quarters of the way across the country and back. And um, nobody seems to understand that that takes time in Lots a vehicle. <laughs> It's 17 As you hours. See you earlier in the show, they've already um, outlined their own small state yeah. on the United States map. So yeah. there's going to be so. Charlie Landia or or I don't <laughs> whatever. Know what yeah. You call it. yeah. So I'm so, I'm thinking he's he's kind of wondering how I do it, but he just like remembers like we we do like the 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 how am I saying this? The, to game on the go, the secret to it on a, on a large trip like that is to get to your destination as fast as possible so you can game because you're not driving anymore. <laughs> it's true. So, Goat, as, as a man, a seasoned traveler of the road, are there any particular methods uh, that you use or prefer to use for uh, gaming on the go? Honestly, um, I've really become really fond of my 3DS on the, on the road. It's, it's my, my life source because I have... Well, I did the smart thing, and I put the 32-gig card in it. So I have a... Re 
ridiculous amount of space. So I'll take like po- I think this run I took Pokemon Sapphire with me as a cart. Mm-hmm. Everything else is on my 3DS digitally, so I don't have to carry all these game cases and stuff. It's 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 almost become like the equivalent to my phone in gaming, where I'm like I open it up and it has 25 games on it, but it's only one device, and it's quite convenient that way. Um, because usually my phone I got to keep kind of free for I don't know guitarists crying about their rigs and stuff like that, but um. I mean, that's usually the best way to do it, though. It's like Avita. Avita's really good on the road because if you have internet, you can play your PlayStation 4 at home. <laughs> have you have you found any any methods while you were out on the road to uh, including um, console games? Have you have you ever been on a tour? Yeah, we um usually we have uh well uh, most of the time either I'll bring one of us will bring our console and we'll plug it into the front galley of the bus, and we'll have um we had a 360 in the last. One run, and mm-hmm. in the last run we had a. Uh, what did we have in the last run? I think we had an Xbox. Yeah, we had an Xbox One in the last run on our boss. But it's our personal. We bring our own stuff and plug it into the TV. Right on. It's, I, you know, I, it's hard I've living. I've seen a couple of bands put together like uh, like uh, ATA cases for people who are listening or watching at home that don't know what ATA cases are. You know, you see those big black cases and people normally stencil their name, the band name on the side. Yeah, road those cases. Road cases, trap cases, ATA. Yeah. Cases, oh yeah, I've seen that. Um, there are one some thing... people who would make it so that when you flip the lid up, like if you're if you're unlatching it and then mm-hmm. sliding it up this way, um, you know, just like as a lid would close on a hinge, um, there's a screen built into it, and then the bottom like shelf drawers would have the consoles in them, and yeah. you know you would just need to find power to plug them in. So I've actually seen bands who rigged up like eight um, just for gaming to take them with them on the road. I, I can't remember what band it was, but on Warp Tour we had one. Now those guys they had the side cases that dropped down. It was it was mm-hmm. a they took a mixer case and uh and modified it and the TV was in the mixer slot and it actually stood up as like a it was like pretty much like a pop the case open and it was a, a mobile uh, entertainment center. Yeah, that's smart. I we mean, just ran, anybody, we just ran lines to the gym. Yeah, it, you could really make your your traveling experience really simple. See, for me, yeah. I do something a little bit different with uh, with travel. So, I will play now that I, I have I've had one for the last year. Um, I will play my 3DS, my new 3DS, while I'm out just about anywhere because it it's so portable, just like you said. Um, but I do find that I can't play the 3D on it when I'm driving. It's it's anybody who's ever tried to play mobile games or you know anything handheld when you're on the road it tends to make you a little bit carsick. Um, I get a little bit carsick. I can play games that aren't like. Uh, third person or first person like 3D games. I, I have to play games that are like side scrollers, yeah. Fire Emblem mm-hmm. or you know. Um, oh, I know, I know. Mighty I've tried Switch that. Force or I mean just yeah. things that are yeah, 2D. really really simple. Yeah, 2D. Um, and I can play those forever. Actually, when we were in Charlotte a couple of months ago, that drive out, I probably played like eight hours of <laughs> between the two the ride there and the ride out. I played oh, that's right. Fire Emblem. I played yeah. a lot of it. I forgot um, you, you got to ride that one. I had to drive it. Oh, my God. It. it was awesome, man. Um, and then uh, now that I have a Gear VR, I'm curious to see next time I'm on a road trip. Um, I'm curious to see if I do any playing on that um, just because it can kind of take you out of where you're at. And um, See, I'd leave mine at home else? just given – I guess given my, my, my job. It makes mm-hmm. sense that I'm not, I, I can't I can't I always have to have like one eye on my on the prize. It makes sense. I can't fully remove myself from it or yeah, tie up my phone like that. that. I could see that for sure. Um, I think 
the other thing too is is I've I've done a lot of watching on my Gear VR um, like Netflix and when I'm like on my lunch break you know at my day job I'll go and put on the headset if I'm staying on the property and just watch something to kind of zone out whisk myself away to somewhere <laughs> and um, was not sure that I would be able to get through episodes of something watching it that way. I don't know if I would be able to watch an hour and a half or two hour long movie in one sitting under that thing, but a 35 to 45 minute television show is perfect and uh, does not create any sort of nausea. So I'm, I'm curious to see whether or not next time we're on the road here in the next couple of weeks, if I put it on and watch shows while we're driving, because I kind of feel like maybe that thing would be a really good companion for gaming on the go, like we're talking about. So Yeah. Well, that'd be kind of nice. Um, I'm kind of ex- excited to bring mine on the on the bus because then I can just pop it out of my bunk and I, you know, I'm gone. Like no one's around me. <laughs> um, I would be I would be really curious to know if uh, any of you all at home, um, separately, uh, just you know, feel free to opine when we're doing the show next week and the Q and A as to whether or not you guys have ever done any gaming on the go too. Um, or if you're watching the stream right now, feel free mm-hmm. to uh, yes. Kind of give us your opinion. Um, Sean Winter Eve has had a couple of a uh, couple of uh, comments, you know, uh, during during the show tonight, saying uh, Ghost Gamer and also um, that uh, he will bring his 3DS to Anime Zing, which is going to be in January this coming year, uh, 2017. So uh, thank you for the comments, Sean. Much appreciated. Um, so yeah, gaming on the go, there's a million ways to do it. I, I mean, I even do a little bit of playing on my phone sometimes. I have a couple of mobile games that I'll go to if I have nothing else to play. Yeah. I'm still playing Lara Croft Go. Um, yeah, I'm playing that one too. I mean, realistically, once we're at conventions or once you reach your point of destination, you never have time to sit and play anything. It's always the transit part of it. Um, but I feel like uh, maybe we've well, suggested some of the better ways to do it. And let's know. be honest, once you're at con, it's checking street passes religiously because they're always there. You walk five feet, you're like, oh, another 10 street passes. <laughs> that's exactly it. Maybe less gaming on the go and more like street passing on the go because that's yeah. what, that or if like you play Ingress or something. That's a good on the go game. There mm-hmm. you go. I'll mention something that's great for on the go gaming. Ingress, um, which is a Niantic Labs mobile game where you, um, you this is people who are making Pokemon Go. Um, just That'll so, be the game that gets me to play my phone more on the go. <laughs> Maybe so. I, I'm curious to see how that turns out, but Niantic has this great game called Ingress, which we've talked about on the show a couple times, where whatever city or state you're in, you can tag landmarks, or there are certain things you can tag, and they'll turn that into a portal on this map. It's almost like a GPS game. And then that portal is capturable based on two factions. You pick which faction you want to be at the beginning of the game, and then you capture that. And... Once you've captured it, like it's saved to like a database of portals that you've captured, and it's almost like a traveling game. It's a, they made it as an excuse to get out and walk around. Like you're supposed to walk <laughs> around whatever town or neighborhood you're in, and you can. It has a step counter and shit in it. Um, That's good. But though. it turned out to be a neat game, and I actually met some really neat people doing it as a game on the go type game. When we were at that the hotel that you guys were at in Minneapolis this weekend, go I. Played it in that neighborhood and actually met oh, I could imagine. playing it. Yeah, and had a beer with them while I was in Minneapolis because we met up by proxy of trying to capture each other's portals and you can attack them and do these neat things. And we met up because we were attacking each other's portal and they saw me and pointed at me and they were like, "Are you the dude?" And I'm like, "I don't know what you're talking about, but I am the <laughs> dude though." And uh, and then we we had a beer over it, you know. I mean, so nice. It, 
it's it's a social game. It's pretty neat, man. It's a cool way to meet people and a good game on the go type game. So um, that's that's all I can think of to uh, relate to those ideas though for the moment. Mm-hmm. You got anything else on that goat? Mm, no, that's pretty much it. I mean, like I said, I'm I, I I'd probably do a little bit more with internet and stuff like that, but I'm I'm literally on the go most of the time. When if I'm not working, I'm on a bus. So. <laughs> yeah, life on the road, man. It's a hard, hard life you lead. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go ahead and wrap up then uh, for for gaming on the go. You know, if you guys have any uh, suggestions or any thoughts on that, you're always welcome to drop into the show next week and opine as you see fit. Um, but uh, having said that, goat, um, what do you what do you got going on coming up in the next week here? Uh, in the next week, not much. Um, the album is finally done. So it's shipping off to the next step, uh, which means we get to write the second album. Yay! Start all over again. Yay! Um, and then, other than that, I got uh, we got villains coming up in two weeks in Columbus. That's true. And then that's about it for now. It's pretty. It's it's slowing down from Crazy May. <laughs> that's it. Now, goat goat steals my thunder because uh, that's that's really all uh, I have. Terribly important coming up is Beast uh, Ruins is going to be at uh, it's going to be Yoicon and yes. uh, Columbus, Ohio. It's the first year that this convention has existed. Um, it is an AnimeCon.org event, which you hear me talk about often on the show. Um, so we'll be there in support of that uh, that show's first year which is really exciting. I always like being part of a first-year con because you get to meet so many new people. Oh, yeah. We have not played in Ohio in a while. Last time we played there was for Colossal Con a couple of years ago. Um, so I'm excited to go back to Ohio and entertain those fine folks. Um, so we're going to do that. But then the only other thing that VS Villains has coming up is we've been talking about new costumes, a new stage show for what seems like forever, and uh, that's going to be launching at Anime Midwest um, this coming July. So uh, once we get past Yoicon, we'll... Uh, you know, keep you guys posted and let you know what's going on there if you care to know. Yeah, I think we're gonna kind of button down the hatches and yeah, do, do the reset. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of changes coming up for everybody across the board. Um, you know, and it's gonna be a really busy summer, and especially with E3 coming up, we're gonna have a lot to talk about when E3 gets mm-hmm. here, as we do every year. Last year, if you remember, we did like it was like an eight-person show. It was like eight people hosted show. Yeah. And we talked about uh, we talked about that event and also drank beer. Um, so, and, I, and I will be here for uh, four at this time. I won't have to bail like I did last year. <laughs> no, it's going to be a good show, man. But uh, having said that, um, if you liked what you heard this evening, aside from just watching the live stream every week, you could find us at GamerHeadRadio.com. You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, Twitch, SoundCloud, or your podcast downloader of choice. You can also find us on our GamerHead Radio uh, app on uh, Android platforms. It's only on Android. We don't do it on uh iTunes, uh, or I'm sorry, on the uh, Apple Store, unfortunately. Um, so uh, if you like what you heard, also you can follow us on our respective uh, social media accounts where Charlie is at T-E-K Charlie, Goat is at Sir Goatsworth, and I am at the Fallon Flynn. Um, this has been Gamerhead Radio, episode 166, The Charlie-less Chronicles. Oh.
It's true. <laughs> We've moved on to the part where we babble like crazy men. Perfect. There you go. There's our I show title for the week. Excellent. Get... <sighs> so I gotta rip rip the audio and all that crap and blah 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 blah. So I think I'm just gonna do it from this mini rig. Yes, that's it. Um, so normally what we do post show is um, you know we would stop the live stream, but Charlie, since he started the live stream from his hotel, um, got the whole thing going. Um, well, the his live stream. Well, I already messaged. Jim and let him know we're done recording for the evening. Right. But uh, anybody who's watching the stream, feel free to cut out now because there is no more show to be had, not even post show. Um, we're gonna Goat and I are gonna go ahead and exit this, and the show will a blank screen. go on. Yeah, it's gonna go on until Charlie cuts it off. As I'm assuming he's probably like fast asleep on his yeah. face. So. Um, so whenever whenever the hotel Wi-Fi cuts him out for being on for too long. That's it. That's it. Or whenever his his you know something times out. But uh, thank you everybody who uh, watched this evening and participated in what was a uh, weird a, show. Uh, well, it was you know it was a two man show, man. We mm -hmm. did what we can with what we got to work with. So we always we always prefer to do it with uh, Charlie and Toe. But uh, you know we have we'll figure to it please out. and a show to put on. So we try to make you guys happy either way we can. Okay. So everybody have a good night, and uh, we will see you. On time, hopefully, next week on uh, Sunday 8 p.m. if everything goes well. Good yeah. night, everybody.